0: Hi everyone, my name is PK, and here I have Dawn Fuhi, who's an amazing, amazing community member of the Facebook group and of this YouTube channel and podcast community right here. Dawn is so awesome, why? Because she helps other people in the community. She's been a key contributor, and by being such, she herself has benefited from the community and purchased four properties in the last 12 months. In this episode, we'll talk about her challenges as a female, like how to actually become an investor as a female and all the obstacles that she's faced and how she's overcome them. We'll talk about the skepticism or the the scaredness, if that's a word, what she's been fearful of, whether it's locations or anything else in property and how she's overcome that. We'll talk about her why, like why is she doing this in the first place? Is it about Lamborghinis or is it about something a little bit more elevated in, in consciousness and we'll talk about different locations and her strategy and all this sort of things. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyers agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Dawn, without any further ado, I'm, I'm genuinely grateful from the first point you reached out to me more than 12 months ago to now um, for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, PK. Um,
0: no, I, the gratitude is is from me to you. And the first question, I mean, we talked about this before we hit record, but the first question I really want to deep dive on is like your why, you know, you're, you're an immigrant as am, as am I. Um, you've, obviously been working very hard in Australia to make a name for yourself, so to speak. In other words, just put you know food on the table, just get ahead. Like why start property investing? Why are you trying to get out of it?
1: So the main thing for, for us with investing in property is to use it as a vehicle for freedom. And freedom to us is not, you know, the Maldives or Lamborghinis, freedom to us is time. Uh, time to be able to spend with our family and friends, uh, not working night shifts all the time, um, and trying to provide the best education possible for our son, and also to inspire our son to not following the the traditional teachings of of education. You know, not once in investing have I used Pythagoras's theory when trying to close a deal, or you know, <laughs> pull down a recorder because I've learned how to play Three Blind Mice. You know, I. I think there's such a huge gap um, in education for finance, financial literacy, and also financial um, savvy. Like, if I had known what I have known now ten years ago, I would have been retired. Like, mm. you know, I would have set on a totally different path. So, um, yes, our why is is so important. Our why is around our community and our family, and having time and freedom.
0: Sure. Sure. I'm very conscious that about seventy five percent of my um, audience is male, and in fact, seventy five percent of the investors in Australia are male. You know, you're a nurse. You 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 mentioned um, before. I don't know if this is like totally politically incorrect statement and I'm just like really ignorant, but my assumption or stereotype is that the majority of nurses as well are females. Forgive me if that's wrong. Um, What's like the the zeitgeist amongst that profession? Like do nurses like at the water cooler, like between patients or whatever, do you guys talk about finance? Do you guys talk about money? Do you guys talk about providing for your family or like what's the culture like?
1: So firstly the culture in nursing is that of community but you rely on each other um more so as kind of mental companions to deal with what we're faced with every day um but insofar as like having financial discussions no so i definitely um see there's great scope to um you know help and inspire so many people in the in the medical field to find freedom true property um and to give themselves back some some free time which they well and truly deserve from serving their community
0: so so if you didn't hear about or weren't really inspired um, about property through like your work colleagues how did you because you know you've only recently started this journey like just over a year ago what did bring you to property and like is this a whole thing like a house of cards is it just like some get rich quick scam like how how did you build trust in in this avenue for wealth creation
1: so I think it actually all started 10 years ago, Um, we were on our balcony and we heard an auction taking place. We're living in an apartment at a time, so inner city Melbourne, we were like, wow, that's sold for, you know, 300,000, like we, we could afford that, like, why are we renting? And so we had bought our first um, PPO, PPOR property, which was a villa um, in Melbourne, about 28k's from the from the CBD. And by some sort of you know fluke, we didn't have any knowledge of cycles or or anything like that. And um, we'd bought that for 480,000. And in three years, it had grown to 653. And so we were like, oh, you know, we want to start a family. We should probably upgrade and 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 buy a bigger property, which is. What every um, Australian normally does is the normal progression of upgrading before you have a family and before you realize that the property you're buying before you have a family is not actually what you're going to need. <laughs> um, so we got stuck in that trap and we ended up um, buying a townhouse, which we have now outgrown. So um, again, if again knowing what we know now, I would have started rent vesting, I think, 10 years ago and be in a totally different uh, position. Um, But we always had a a passion for property and, you know, visiting open homes and um, just always keeping an eye on the market. And I think for years, we felt like, oh, it wasn't for us. And it's only rich people who invest. And Mm. like, what would we know about investing? Like, I'm a nurse from like the the bogs of Ireland, basically. I I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, You know, it certainly wasn't a conversation around our dinner table about property investing. I don't know anybody in our life who invests in property. Um, But uh, the way you present your content on YouTube um, makes it feel achievable. It makes it feel like, you know, because at the start, I didn't know LVR from LMI to (laughs) to anything. I was like, equity who? Like, you know, (laughs) there's so much to to learn but if you put the time and invest in yourself and educate yourself you you become um fearless with the with the knowledge that that you gain and so yeah january 2022 um actually prior to that we before we went borderless for our first investment we were looking at wadanga because we were like oh it'd be nice to be able to drive to the property and see it and you know da 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 um again unlearning those those old beliefs and um we actually had, a pro- had an offer in on a property in Wodonga and yeah. looking back we had put in too much um it was overpriced firstly to begin with and luckily we didn't secure that property luckily so
0: right.
1: following all of um your youtube videos and um just like you know rich dad poor dad the classic kind of like you know investor starter pack um <laughs> we went on to purchase in Port Kennedy um, in WA. So we secured that property. It was a Friday night, 10 o'clock. And all I remember learning is get the open home canceled, like get the open home canceled. So it was our very first property. We put in an offer. It was under the median value at the time. So we got that property for 420,000. It was a four by two on. I think it's on nearly eight hundred square meters. It's in a court, um, on the on the beach side, and it rents now for five hundred. We've had the same tenants in it since um, we bought it, like last year, and I think the yield on that is six six point one or six point two percent on that one.
0: Right. Um, and
1: we recently had a rent increase on that one. Um, right. Right. As well. But-
0: Before we go on, let, let, cause when you're saying this, I'm, I'm coming up with like people's objection, immediate objections to that, to that purchase. So let me be the mouthpiece for those people. The first uh, objection that I would, you know, like put my hand up and say, oh, but Dawn, why did you buy in Perth? Like, especially as a first time investor, you know, doesn't Perth like crash? Is it on? Isn't it just like exclusively based on mining booms and mining bust? It's not risen for the last seven years. Why did you, if first property is the most important. Why did you take such a risk in going with Perth? That is quote unquote what people are thinking. Please answer.
1: Of course. So, well, you know, the, the aim was never to just stop at one property. If I wanted to stop at one property, I would have bought a unit in Bondi or I would have bought something in Newcastle that was 900,000. And maxed out all of my borrowing capacity, but the whole purpose of, of investing for, for us and our why is to build a portfolio that's scalable, right? So we wanted to buy a growth area um, that was showing like reducing days on market, the vacancy rates were dropping. Perth is not a one trick pony, you, you know, like, and past performance is not an indicator of what's going to happen in the future, um, which is, you know, what we've learned from, from you and just from lots of uh different content and the economy the economy is very diverse um, in in Perth as well and especially in the in the Rockingham area and the growth we've seen in that property in one year has actually been 20% so that property on the last valuation has actually grown by 100,000 just that one property
0: so you got it for 420 you're saying it's worth 520 now
1: Based on yes, based on recent sales with the land value, but also the thing with that property is there's huge equity uplift in it. So if there was ever, you know, we wanted to put um this huge side access, if we ever want to think about a, a granny flat in the future. If we ever wanted to think about upgrading the bathroom, the kitchen, anything else that we wanted to do with it, there's a lot of potential um in that property.
0: Right, and I just want to say, just as a sidebar, like the unemployment rate in Rockingham right now is not fantastic. Like it's above 8%. So it's just once again, like a really good case study of how you can't just take one headline economic statistic and say, oh, that means we shouldn't invest in that area. In fact, unemployment matters nothing when it comes to house price growth, it's employment. You can have the unemployment rate increasing at the same time you can have the absolute amount of people employed increasing and that is what determines well one of the contributing factors towards demand so it's really subtle and and i'm glad that you overlooked or purposely hopefully um things like that as a female like coming back to um, what we sort of introduced this show as as a female did you you know from melbourne did you find there was something that was more challenging than you expected when you bought this interstate property dealing with, you know, property managers or agents or what have you? Um, Was there any hurdles that you had to face?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I don't necessarily know because, you know, I don't want to label it as a female thing, but certain, certain agents just seemed super dismissive. It may have been the the East Coast investor um, tag as well at the time. I think people have a lot of unconscious bias when they pick up a phone and and hear the female's voice. The assumption may have been that I was working on behalf of somebody else and that the property was not for me. But I think that all turned around when they saw how um, ferocious I was insofar as like, you know... Like I have a property manager i want them to come tomorrow i don't want this home to go to an open Um, this is our offer you know it's only valid for 24 hours you can go back to your client if not we will move on um you know but again this was at a time when uh it was hard to buy there but not as difficult as it is now Um, mm-hmm. this is the start of 2022 this is january you know yeah. like um and now as as you know well as you know yourself that the days on market are just tightening more and more um and as you would say yourself I, I think we're in for a lot more growth um in the next few years
0: yeah and so did you buy any more in perth or was did you come yes. back to the east coast
1: go ahead yes, but again we um so again it's like locking out the noise and i trusting your not just trusting your gut, but trusting yourself in, in, in your learning and your education. So we did. We bought a property in Secret Harbour, so the next suburb over. So a completely different property. 2005 build, uh, 4x2, really close to the Comet Bay Primary School. Um, and understanding the demographics of people within that area and that street in particular, as you would say down to the micro level, it's all owner-occupiers um you know and real professionals like you know nurses uh people who work for the police um so that property um a newer property we purchased in march for 440,000 that property actually rents for 550 um a week that's had a recent uh rent increase um as well so again a 6% 6.3% yielding property um that again has grown to over the 500,000 dollar mark in that's not even twelve not even twelve months yet.
0: And in that same time, interest rates have been going up. So overall you'd think right. that there'd be headwinds against the property market, but you know, your specific properties and the specific areas that you bought have been doing well, which is I mean, how did, I don't know if if you're comfortable about sharing this, but like, how did your partner um, Mm kind of come on board the journey? I mean, you're buying properties at a time when the media is saying everything is going to be doom and gloom. Was your partner like supportive or were they Mm -hmm. like, uh, like Dawn, what are you doing? Like, this is our life savings.
1: (laughs) No, like extremely supportive. And I think that's what makes it work because you know they were just as invested in educating um themselves as well and um you know uh my partner uh, melissa she's australian and uh she is like a spreadsheet guru she is the finance expert in our house so um it just marries really really well um she did have to be convinced to go back to perth a second time so um because obviously, the d- diversifying was 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 in our head, but we couldn't go past um, the the data. It was just it was just too good. And comparing it to you know, part's borders were closed all that time, and they didn't have the the COVID boom that everybody else experienced. And the median, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I last look at it, it's still two hundred thousand dollars behind Brisbane, like mm-hmm. the median.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. There's still a lot of room in in Perth. And I think, you know, maybe the Perth naysayers might regret their decision in the next two or three years.
0: Yeah, I do. I remember, I'm sure you can too, early last year, maybe even 2021 on our Facebook community. Obviously, everyone was bigging up the East Coast because it was a COVID-induced boom in, in many parts but then everyone was like perth no way like there's so much like risk going to perth and i was like oh like just putting my hand up quietly like guys come on dude. like this is a piece of gold over here and everyone was like Shh, sh- shut up pk like we're looking at the east coast i'm like dude look that way and it's just i mean i i felt like i was the outspoken one of course you were investing there as were um clients and things like that um so you got two in perth i mean it it sort of goes a- against general diversification principles to like buy two properties in two neighboring suburbs but there's also a school of thought that if you know what you're doing like if you're really confident in it then you just double down and go really hard really deep into you know making money in the way that you know how and it that's kind of that seems like what you've done yeah. um, and so I assume that was the last one in Perth where where did you go next
1: Next, we actually ventured outside of Bundaberg to Bagara. Um, so, uh, Bagara is just, again, we've never been to Bagara. Um, we've had some relatives that have done some caravanning around there and just said what a beautiful spot it was. And, uh, you know, Bundaberg is just such exciting things for Bundaberg over the next, you know, 10 years. And um, Bagara was a real kind of lifestyle. Uh, property choice um for us so we had purchased that property again this was a very hot market going into because that was june 2022 um i think there was 20 offers on the home and um he was about to present all the offers and we were like okay uh this is our offer so it's like 700 meters um to the beach and this one is a three by one uh Again, I think it was around seven hundred square meters. Not that that matters, but it matters for our plans for it for the future. Um, but uh, we got that for it was our most expensive purchase at four hundred eighty thousand. But it rented straight away for five hundred fifty um a week a three by one, um and that property just it has huge equity uplift potential. Very easy to turn into a four by two, um and it's just a a, a beautiful. A beautiful spot yeah like when when
0: you're talking it you come across as like very experienced and very seasoned seasoned investor when you talk about four by two you're like equity uplift potential your fourth bedroom this and that like i just have to go back and and remind myself that you've only been in the game for like 12 months for those people who have also been consuming content whether it's mine or anyone else's on different platforms but they don't have the confidence that you do, or at least you appear to have. Um, like, I I come across so many investors who have been literally umming and ahring through mm. the COVID period and now are like kicking themselves for not investing, but they're still not confident to invest. They're still not 100% sure what their strategy is. They're, sh- they're still not like willing to put down their money on a deposit. Like, what would be your advice to them who presumably have been watching the same content as you, but are in a completely different outcome?
1: I think most of it comes down to mindset and unfortunately what I see in my job so as an intensive care nurse I see people having the worst days of their of their lives so seeing people go through that and help them through that then makes me not afraid of the unknown if anything it drives me to to be like well why can't we achieve what the 0.1% of people in in Australia achieve and you know that COVID growth is a perfect example you know because we'll always go back to that and be like oh if we started investing in 2020 <laughs> uh, we would be sitting on you know like everybody does but people might have had pre-approvals that have lapsed for months and months and months and and in that they've missed out on you know a $100,000 $50,000 all the time working in a job that they're thinking oh how can I be at home more with my family or how can I um go on this trip or how can I go stay in this campsite or how can I help other people um so I think that that like don't be don't be afraid firstly um you know and specifically around your course I I see your success stories every day um I think for me uniquely is that uh through my job I I have to communicate with people through the toughest days of their lives so in comparison to that, securing a property and being ferocious in securing that is a skill that I have learned somehow through nursing and through communication and um, done like you know quite a lot of uh, management roles in in nursing, um, hiring a lot of uh, nurses. So I think there's a different skill set that comes from that that complements um, securing properties really really well. But if you're at home with your pre approval, um, stop stop thinking about it don't be don't be scared um you know pk and his community have so much to offer you to to help you um to succeed in in property investing you don't have to spend 500,000 you can spend 400,000 350,000 but if the prices won't be like that for long will they pk <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't know, I could be wrong. I'm not like some magician or anything, but I just, I struggle to see how in five years' time you can buy anything in Australia, anywhere, really, like half decent for under half a million. Like, I just, I don't know, I just don't see that world. <laughs> um, so, I, I think if you're, and this is one of the questions I was going to ask you maybe later as well. If you're on an average income, like what I'm talking about is like you're not on like 300K a year or cool. anything. Like, I think maybe property investing will be only for the rich in Mm -hmm. five or 10. I don't know. Like, I generally don't know. But it tends to be trending that way just from where property prices are going and the decoupling versus wages. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the next question, maybe I'll ask you, Dawn, because I know that you Um, because I've kind of seen your journey unfold to some extent as you've shared your journey on the Facebook community. Mm -hmm. And I know that after those three properties, you kept posting that, oh, look, I, I can buy another one, but I'm scared to go to North Queensland. There's <laughs> no surprise that like tons of my clients been buying in, um, you know, places like towns. Well, not just anywhere, but select locations, select types of properties. Mm. And you, you're just like, oh, the council rates are so high. The insurance premiums are so like, et cetera, et cetera. Why were you um, fearful? And how did you get yourself over that fear? Cause I certainly, <laughs> didn't like tell you what to do so like oh. so how how did that all uh, go down
1: Well it just made sense really so like firstly townsville is not some backwater it, it's like a bustling city of 200,000 people I assumed I would need a canoe and to you know man some sort of a boat when the when the, the whole place would go underwater so you know again I had formed that um perception of Townsville based on other people, based on this outside noise without actually doing any research myself. Uh so then going back to seeing the supply there, the decreasing supply, the days on market, I was like, hmm, like, why why am I so so scared of this? So we really spent a lot of time educating ourselves on how diverse an economy it is um and the amount of people that choose to to live there not everybody is just getting eaten by crocodiles and you know um, they're you know like going to going to um in oh, our that's island.
0: Darwin yeah, that's the yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so uh that property uh, was actually in Carwin and um, a 4 by 2 again, large um, uh, block size, not to say that buying on you know a smaller block size has its place as well. It just so happened that that was the block size it was on, it was 700 square meters. We actually reduced that price on that after building a pest inspection. Um, just some very minor things came back on it because for Queensland properties, what we found is it's, it's actually quite easy to get a price reduction. Uh, once the building and pest um, is done because they want to keep you as a buyer. Um, whereas at WA, you have to be quite careful because once you sign, there's no cooling off period. Um, whereas in Queensland, you have a lot more flexibility with you're building and pest. So we negotiated that down. We got that property for 425000 Um, And that one rents for five hundred twenty dollars um, a week. But that property was a big learning curve for us. It was the first time we had to... Um, you know, discuss that we weren't, uh, you know, happy with the way the property was being managed, or that we were being communicated to, um, and we also had to replace um, an air conditioner in that property. Again, it's all mindset stuff. Stuff. So, the two thousand we had to spend in an aircon, that's fine. The property has already gone up twenty thousand. You know, since since we since we bought it, and overall. The four properties over the last year, we actually were doing valuations this morning, it has grown 250,000 in total.
0: Right. quarter million dollars. How much, I don't know if you know the math in your head, but how much deposit did you put down across those four properties? So,
1: yes, some of them are like 80, one of them is 80% deposit, but the rest, there's one of them that's 90% deposit. Um again, lots of learning. Our first property, we did it as PI because, you know, the old rhetoric, we were like, we need to pay down this debt. Whereas yeah. now we're like, give us all the debt. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, and, you know, then like releasing the equity from our PPOR and using some savings and really not being scared to really, um, you know, like try and boost our portfolio as 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 quickly and as safely as we can of course you need to have some cash as a buffer um you know especially for those things as you would say like whether it's a hot water system air conditioner but you need to make sure your mindset is strong to realize that is not a bad thing so think about the overall growth and the position that you are going to be in in 10 years and the position that your family is going to be in and we just want to keep um building the portfolio
0: that's phenomenal i mean just just some rough numbers. If you've bought yeah. properties between four and 500K and you put down, let's say, 10 to 20% deposit on each of them, then the total deposit that you probably put down is like between two and 300K over the last um, 12 months. And if the equity rise across Mm -hmm. those four properties, which you just mentioned is about 250, then that's like a 100% return on investment like in around 12 months, 100%. Like, I don't, you can't get that. You can't get that in a hedge fund. You can't get that through Michael Burry. You can't get that in the stock market. Like that's the, and that is during interest rate rising period that is during quantitative tightening. Of course, you know, it's not going to be like that linearly every single year. It goes through ebbs and flows, but the leverage is is the power of property. And there's one thing that I think a lot of people still don't fully understand and they're very skeptical on it. And, And that's this concept of like you, just like many of my clients, like they buy a lot of properties very quickly because they have the right buffers, they have the right risk mitigation techniques, et cetera. And there's a school of thought to say, all right, well, Dawn and Pique, you guys are high-fiving each other, you're patting yourself on the back, but hey, like interest rates are rising. If they rise another, I don't know, like another 1%, if the average lending rate that you're all of a sudden having to pay is like 6%, 6.5%, 7%, then it all comes crumbling down. Say goodbye to your 250K equity, your properties will go down. And even if they don't go down, like you won't be able to keep them because they're costing you so much. Like you're a nurse, right? You're not like some hedge fund manager, you're not like some investment banker, you're, you're like a community servant almost is how I see nurses because they're so grossly underpaid for what they do. Um, but like on your sort of income, how are you scared of rising interest rates or how do you perceive them?
1: No, because what goes up must come down, you know, and, and at some point they can't just keep, keep going up at any of our, um, projections so even at the start we had um stress tested our portfolio at interest rates of six percent we never based it off of the the three percent that we got two of the properties for at the beginning um one of our interest rates was already we got a letter in it's already at seven percent so but you know once we can refinance um again we see this as it's always going to be a long-term vision in our head so we may have to you know spend a couple of thousand um this year with interest rates but that couple of thousand pales in comparison to the capital growth and also the rental increases that are going to happen like the gross rent gross rent minus like no expenses obviously is hundred ten thousand off of those four properties and obviously there's 30k in expenses every year with insurances rates um everything else that comes with it and then obviously the the mortgage repayments but and that's that's year one so you know I, I think I would be more scared of getting to 60 and not um having spent uh, time uh with my son watching him grow up he's only two or being able to afford to give him every educational opportunity um or I'm I'm more scared of that, and as I said, um, working in intensive care, seeing that people's lives can change on a dime, the fear of the unknown does not scare me at all because I've seen people's realities be so painful that they would give anything to have taken a chance in life. So um, leveraging the bank's money doesn't scare me. The We have buffers in place to help with the interest rates. And if they go to 10% or 12%, you know, maybe I'll have to work an extra shift, but like they will come back down at some point as they will go <laughs> up and down over the next 20 years based on different cycles.
0: Sure. I'm, I hope, I'm sure they're not going to go up to 10%. No, but you 80%. know, <laughs> yeah, I, I get your point. And have you had to like, you know, have you had to change your lifestyle Um, mm-hmm. at the moment? You've got, you know, like, pr- as well as your principal place, you've got five mortgages now. Like, are you mm-hmm. scrimping? Are you not? I mean, you just went on an overseas trip, of course, right now, but are you like cutting back in different parts of your life or you're not needing to?
1: No, like we, because life is short. And so over our last 10 years, we've tried to build up you know savings so and a lot of our friends will say this they'll be like you know when we were all um partying in in in, um in their late 20s we were buying properties um and they now will say you know oh we wish um we did that and and like i said we we don't care about things like i've no intention or like the the goal isn't to drive a lamborghini or, or or to Get some validation through that. Um, by any means, it's it's just to be uh, the best role model and an example for for our child. That's the whole purpose.
0: Amazing. That that's such a refreshing and honourable kind of mindset to have. Something that I'm mm-hmm. yeah I'm just trying to learn more and more of my for myself as well. Um, I did hear this quote. I don't know who it's from, but it goes mm-hmm. something like. Um, you know, it's the things that we regret in the future and not those things that we did and failed at, but those things that we never, you know, ended up doing and we regret not ended up ending up doing those things and because of fear or, or what have you. And I think you're in this kind of unique situation because of your job, you're sort of, you're amongst those people who are, you know, regretting. And like you're saying, they're not regretting. Oh, I did that. And I felt it's like, I only wish I did that, but I was too afraid to do that. Um, Maybe we'll just finish up as well, Dawn, with like, what are your goals? Like, I know you you definitely mentioned, um, you know, giving all the educational opportunities um, to your two-year-old son and what have you. Um, you know, there's this kind of line of thought that a lot of people in property, like, especially people trying to sell you stuff, they're like, oh, create this amazing um, vision or dream. And, and then they try to like, you know, put themselves between your current state and that future state and be like, I'm the solution. But it doesn't like, you know, like a a dream is just a wish without a plan. Like you have a plan, you have some sort of concrete action plan to get there. But what is your like tangible goal? I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Is there something there um, around your, your son? Or is it beyond that? Or just maybe talk about that a little bit more?
1: Definitely. So we want to help other people achieve what we have achieved and and not be and not be scared to to do that and I know you have your own opinion on uh buyers agents and I have my own opinions as well um insofar as what I've seen and where they have where certain people have bought properties for others that I can assume that you would never suggest to buy there. And I certainly would not buy in those places myself. And I just don't want that to continue to happen to people. Mm-hmm. And um our, our, my real goal is to help others in the medical field, nurses specifically, um, you know, retire early and and not beyond that race to nowhere where you're working night shifts when you're 50 and you know you're relying on your super and yeah, you retire asset rich. You, your your PPR might be three million dollars by the time you retire. But how are you going to eat? How are you going to like go on trips that you want to go on? You need cash flow, and you can achieve that through property. So that's the biggest thing. Is that um uh is that's what we want to that's what we want to do, and also to continue to grow our own um, portfolio. To you know escape the well it's not 9 to 5 because i work shift work 12 hour shifts okay. um but yeah it's just to have that that freedom of time and to help others others do that and it just it it perplexes me as a nurse cuz as you say we're not like paid extraordinarily well but to see like the charges that some um buyers agents charge in comparison to your course um or in comparison to to anything it's just extraordinary um and we would want to be very um competitive in that area and as a female to help other females succeed in in property
0: yeah no i think that's a it's a it's a wonderful thing like when when you try to help someone from a genuine place Mm -hmm. of like your cup is overfilling or over, um, you know, it's like spilling over, you've achieved something like, you know, not the world, but you've achieved something. And then you want to pass it on. And then this guy looks like, Oh, well, why don't you do it for free? Why don't you do it as a charity, if you really care about something? It's like, no, no, (laughs) like conscious capitalism, like, you know, we also need to put clothes on our back, right? (laughs) Like We also need to get ahead. Um, True, but why can't but, he well, like people? i'm
1: putting like putting like kmart clothes on my back i'm not like out there like <laughs> buying gucci you right. know by any by any means nor do i have any intention um but yeah it is just it's just about helping other people like believe that they can achieve this stuff that it's not out of their reach so you've helped us to realize that through your content and then we just want to help other people do that um as well because it's a it's an industry that's that's full of uh car salesman type um people that that you know can appear at times to be disingenuous and i couldn't sleep at night if i had secured a property for someone that i wouldn't have secured for myself like i, I literally like ethically could not do that for the sake of a quick dollar that's not going to benefit Anyone in the long term, camera wise, are an example for your family or how you should be living your life. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm sure yeah. I know
0: what they are. I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, ripping someone off is bad. Full stop. Ripping them off of one dollar, okay, like you can you can sleep. But like, mm. honestly, when someone puts down like fifty to hundred thousand oh. dollars in a deposit, and you're you know, you're like, you know it's not a good deal, but you just mm-hmm. made fifteen thousand dollars as a buyer's agent commission. Like, mm. look, I'm not a saint. Like, you know, every saint has a past, every sinner and future, but like, I I don't I don't want to look at those people. Like, I I can't understand that that concept or that mindset. So I'm so happy that you're coming at it or from a really, really um genuine and purpose-driven and authentic space. And when I post this, um, this chat in our Facebook group. I'll you know anyone who's watching or listening, you can get in touch with Dawn. I'll I'll link her or tag her. And and that's the thing, like whether it's Dawn or anyone else, like you should engage with investors. Mm-hmm. Don't just be on the sidelines, be like, oh not sure if Dawn is making stuff up, not sure if PK is making stuff up, not sure if property investing works, not sure if it's the right time to buy ask people, like ask people what their failures have been, not Mm -hmm. just what their successes have been. Even Mm -hmm. my clients, it's not like every one of them is just like an automatic, like magic pill. They're just like amazing. No, no, they go on journeys too. Mm -hmm. So ask them for their warts and all and that kind of builds confidence. Um, Is there anything else, Dawn, just before we wrap up truly um, that you would like to say to, to anyone who's watching or listening that was perhaps in your situation 12 months ago, hadn't bought any properties, but really wanted to?
1: So, it would just be to really block out all that noise. Um don't buy a canoe for Townsville. uh you know, two hundred thousand people live there. Don't just don't fear the unknown. And I guess what I've learned is, you know, don't have an opinion on something unless you are educated. On it, so I think anybody can fall into that based on their own, you know, limiting beliefs or or what they've been taught. And you know, people might say, "Oh, how could you take on that much debt?" And you know, that's that's the bank's money. Yes, I yes, we have taken on that much debt, but you know, there's there's no um, there's no reward without risk, and I prefer to be to be in the game than on the sidelines going, "Oh, I wish I could have a turn." So just get stuck in and you know pk has so much content you can learn so much from pk and even the 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 facebook community everyone is so supportive um and there's so many amazing um, brokers on there and just other people full of knowledge and um, you've really built um an empire pk so but i'm sure it's going to keep growing your own personal one as well as watch you because without you like without you and your Knowledge, like I wouldn't be sitting here, my family wouldn't be in the position that they are in, um, and hopefully in ten years' time, um, people will be saying, "Oh, I wish I bought in Perth, or I wish I bought in Townsville, or you know." And uh, even now, like you know, what about Rockhampton? What about all these other places?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't give too much away now. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> No, 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 um, and the community is really kind. Uh, like what I've really tried to build is a a kind community. We're trying to facilitate something that is like conducive to someone who's nervous, to someone who's like unsure, who someone wants support. Like, and there's thousands of people, and they're almost thirty thousand now who are just kind mm-hmm. souls trying to help each other. That's a really rare thing um to find. So like, I'm really, really grateful. Dawn, um, you know, not just for doing this episode, but actually just also contributing, like I said at the start, to that community. You've been actually pretty instrumental. I'm sure there are others who are attributing their success in part to your comments, your feedback and your suggestions to them. I don't know if people DM you, I'm sure they do and you've helped them a ton. Um, but yeah, on behalf of all of them as well, um yeah big congratulations of course and and um thank you.
1: Thanks, VK. Thank Um, you.
0: All right. Thank you um, so much, everyone, for listening. And one point that I just want to stress, it's kind of like it might have got missed uh, right at the end, which which Dawn said, is don't be scared of, of getting debt. You know, in an inflationary time, your cash in the bank is eroding. And in an inflationary time, debt is also eroding, so you can decide which one you want to erode, whether it's your own money or the bank's money that that you're borrowing. But that's just a sort of tactical thing I thought, oh, let me just highlight. But um, I hope you take the actionable insights um, that Dawn has shared and actually put them to work, not just be another knowledge bomb, but actually put it into action like that is what counts and um of course you know property investing is for everyone and anyone not just if you're female or male but especially i hope that those of you from the fairer sex that are watching or listening you got some extra inspiration and education from dawn because yeah you too can do it and thank you so much again dawn. no problem thanks
1: for having me